0: Welcome to SonaCast, a podcast from the team at Sona Nanotech Inc. Sona's unique gold nanorods will power next-generation diagnostic devices and medical applications. In every podcast, we seek to learn more about our industry with expert insight and special guests. Hello and welcome to episode 26 of SonaCast. This week, Sona is attending the POCT, the Power to Disrupt event in York, England. In this episode we speak to Tony Cambridge, the organiser of the event and a biomedical scientist with NHS England. We discuss the use of point-of-care testing in the NHS and other health systems worldwide and look at the potential of this technology to disrupt patient pathways. Um, so can you just introduce yourself then Tony, tell me a little bit about you and your role?
1: Yeah, sure. Uh, so, My name is Tony Cambridge, I'm a lead biomedical scientist uh, at University Hospitals Plymouth. And uh, that's Dereford Hospital and I've been in uh, pathology for around 22 years now so I joined as a, a summer year student uh, in this laboratory and has you know, sort of progressed over the years through the ranks and now I'm part of the um, wider pathology management team. So I, I basically look up after because my background is chemistry and point of care, I look after automated chemistry so the full automatic uh, automated robotic track system the combined reception of our large blood sciences department, which has about 10 different sections in it, uh, chemistry special investigations, which is things like HPLC spectrometry. and spectrometry. Then, obviously, the point-of-care testing um, was the coordinator for roughly 10 years uh, before moving into this management role. So I've still got the role of pathology point-of-care testing manager, but there's a section leader, a point-of-care coordinator actually running that operationally day-to-day, and I offer I, the guidance and support.
0: Okay, and you said you set your own company, uh, Thornhill Healthcare Events, up uh, just last year. Tell me a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, well, that was something I wanted to do as part of the role of Point of Care Coordinating. I was looking more regional in terms of putting on some events with the support of, you know, the, the NHS and the organisation I work for that seemed to be a little bit restrictive in terms of who would be attending, who would benefit from such a, an event. And I'd been speaking on the circuit, you know, for many years and chairing events uh, that were being put on commercially by other companies. And the model just seemed to be there to take that up to a, a higher level, really a bit more uh, focused on point care testing. The networking that I'd done became very uh, useful in terms of knowing people within the commercial sector to sponsor and exhibit at, at events. So once I knew that you know it was going to be viable to put on dates and events, um, you know I then went out to tr- just try and find if delegates were interested in regularly coming to these update days and what type of topics they wanted to cover. Uh, so yeah, it just snowball from there. It, it just lent itself to setting up an indiv- you know, a limited company so that everything was above board and and all the vendors knew who they were dealing with rather than uh, doing it as an individual. So, yeah, that's that's how it uh, originated. And that was, like I said, about March 2018. And since then, um, just about to hold the third event. But I'm looking to probably branch out those events uh, beyond the point of care sphere into pathology-wide or blood science-wide. Uh, events as well, so yeah, it's really in its infancy and um, we're just seeing where it's going.
0: Excellent, and this podcast will be going out on the day of the uh, event that you mentioned then, the P-O-C-T, the Power to Disrupt event in York, uh, England. Um, Sona is a sponsor of that event, we're also going to be exhibiting there. Um, can you tell me a little bit about this event then? Who is it for and who's going to be attending, speaking and exhibiting?
1: Yeah, well the event is for NHS and the commercial sector, um, really to understand the changes within the NHS landscape. Uh, So we've got speakers, uh, one of the main speakers is David Wells, who's the um, lead for pathology consolidation at NHS Improvement in NHS England. Uh, So he will be laying the scene really about the changes afoot in the NHS, linking it into the NHS long-term plan and how point of care is being viewed as, as being one of the solutions that if used at the correct point in the pathway uh, with the uh, you know, the adequate quality and performance monitoring, um, training and competency for staff and uh, selection of the correct uh, piece of equipment, um, how that can be disruptive to traditional pathways really that patients have been subjected to or have to enter into to get the care that they deserve. Uh, so it's really, um, it sounds dramatic saying you know the power to disrupt, but really from my perspective and what I'm... Um, hearing from people in the industry is that point of care testing is being taken very seriously now as a solution uh, to some of the biggest problems in NHS and healthcare as a whole. So if you're looking at things like reducing GP appointments and referrals to secondary care, pressure on acute services, including in emergency departments, then, you know, using point of care at the right stage in the pathway with the right quality result and the right interpretation And that that is basically what this event is all about, is about highlighting good practice, the successes that a number of uh, different organizations and individuals in those organizations can demonstrate on the day through their um, evidence-based presentations. So that, yeah, anybody attending, including the vendors and the uh, delegates themselves can really appreciate what's being achieved, what can be achieved and taking away those models to try and implement at their own organisations or at the vendor level where, you know, people are planning, you know, the the next stage of development of point-of-care uh, solutions and devices. Mm.
0: And this is a perfect event for Sona because we're big advocates of point-of-care testing. Our CEO, Darren Rolls, recently wrote an article for Technology Network's um, online uh, diagnostic site looking at the potential of um, point-of-care testing and and specifically home testing and how that could have... Uh, the potential to even replace a doctor in some circumstances in the future, so I know this is an area in which we're very interested and in, you know a, a lot of our work is focused on. Um, could you just give me a little bit of a snapshot then about how the NHS in England is currently using point of care testing in what sort of circumstances um, and then how that might change in in the near future?
1: Okay, so to date, point of care testing has really been hospital based. Uh, with a smattering of sort of community involvement, really. What we're looking at now is, is almost a paradigm shift towards networks, uh, as described under NHS Improvement, and especially those pathology networks, uh, taking point of care uh, as one of those solutions and trying to integrate that into longer-term plans. So there's lots of work being done, particularly in the network in S1, which is Devon and Cornwall, the five trusts there. We've just set up a, a point of care group to put an outline business case together, which is going to describe the ten-year plan, uh, what point of care is currently available, and like I said, it's, it is dotted around uh, with different levels of governance, different levels of uh, buy-in from uh, potential adopters. So it's about making that as clear as possible what the benefits can be if adopted with the right quality and governance uh, and implementation, uh, then you are trying to take that model and apply it nationally, even inform guidelines uh, at national level. So what you'll find at the moment is the trust, acute trust across the, the whole of England and into Wales, Scotland, and uh, Northern Ireland, uh, they're all doing something different uh, and to different levels. Uh, the delegates that I get at these events and I've seen at other events, uh, they're all talking uh, at different stages of that development. And you'll you'll find that some services are very well developed and well embedded and others are really just uh, entering into that journey. So it is a fragmented approach at the moment across the UK. Uh, NHS England and NHS Improvement are helping to define that a little bit better, but it really will come down to evidence-based network experiences uh, and sharing those experiences and then getting buy-in at the highest level uh, especially on the clinic, clinician sort of side of things, an executive level, uh, so we can actually change the approach to, um, you know, redesigning pathways and trying to optimize the benefits to the patient. There's lots and lots of chronic conditions out there. The NHS Long Term Plan describes these, and point of care really does align itself well with patients taking control of their conditions if they can get clinical support online through portals telephone and consultations, those sorts of things, then really the benefits of the healthcare system, not just from a financial, but from an efficiency and effectiveness element, you know, it can't be measured really.
0: Sure. And what are some of the um, applications then that point-of-care testing is being used for? What are some of the conditions that, you know, are routinely being tested for using this uh, technology at the moment?
1: Well, the what the most established would be diabetes and healthcare checks. So there'll be all sorts of cardiac checks and uh, um, other, you know, approaches to managing diabetes uh, from the patient perspective. Uh, What we're seeing now is a move into more molecular diagnostics. So we're looking at more um, uh, identification of microorganisms, for instance, sexual health. Uh, We're looking at uh, a little more cardiac marker usage in evaluating Uh, patients who, you know, present with symptoms of maybe having an MI and um, it really is expanding out and we're seeing platforms now being designed to do multiple uh, uh, tests rather than just individual tests. So we're looking at a a shift towards um, devices that are going to give you a lot of clinical information or with the same sample or flexibility, the chop and change between tests on the same platform. So Those conditions are really the ones that are uh, coming to the fore. And if we can, like flu testing, for instance, is a massive thing in in, uh, England at the moment. There's lots of adoption of uh, winter, whether you've got winter pressures in NHS organisations every single year. If you admit somebody with flu symptoms without identifying very quickly that it is flu they've got, you can end up with other patients being infected. You can uh, have delays in isolation of that patient and that can affect to the capacity issues within the uh, NHS of wards it is massive uh, because you end up you know, closing down those wards uh, and getting infection control uh, involved. And it's, it, it really is at the front end that we should be offering these tests to be able to evaluate what happens to the patient, where do they go, uh, what are the additional considerations for offering the support that that patient needs and protecting other patients at the same time. So there, there's a lot of other conditions, you know, we've got out in the community, uh, undiagnosed, uh, viral infections, HIV for instance, hepatitis C, some of the most, um, you know, patients who are most vulnerable in those positions in society that are very, very difficult to access uh, to get a sample from in the first place and then wait for results to come back from a lab and get a full consultation. Sometimes that's near on impossible. Uh, So you need to have diagnostics, you know, at that point of care. The first time you see somebody is the time that you get the the clinical information, make those decisions what that person needs. So yeah, it's expanding and the adoption is uh, slowly Improvement in the UK I see models across uh, the globe which are a bit more advanced in terms of their approach to point of care adoption and that's sometimes geographic uh, rather than a belief in the uh, you know the point of care solutions themselves and the uh, technology behind it and so is there
0: is there a, a country or a system that you think is doing particularly well and could you describe maybe what they're doing that perhaps the UK and other countries could learn from
1: Well, I think in terms of the UK, we think of ourselves as being quite, you know, the cities are quite close together. There are some very uh, remote geographic sort of regions. But if you look at Australia, for instance, where services are being uh, offered across hundreds and hundreds of miles from one hub, you know, people in very remote locations, which only have maybe a Wi-Fi connection, uh, can get their results, you know, test themselves or be tested by a medic or a clinician. Those results can go into a nationwide database and be reviewed by clinicians back at a hub uh, and then they can be advised on what course to take from there whether they need to go and get medications or they 're given a, a prescription you know online uh, to go and get filled you know th- those are the sorts of things that in a country that's quite you know, you know what you know, the cities are widely spread out and uh, lots of uh, the population are in Uh, very remote areas if it can work in that system just by putting in the IT infrastructure and the clinical support and making the devices available. Why can't we do that from county to county within the UK? It seems ridiculous that we can't do that. And there always seems to be an IT barrier to doing anything outside of uh, a hospital setting, which I think is wrong and it just needs a a different approach really on a national level. Uh, The same in America. Uh, and in Europe, you know, you've got small clinics uh, that are running diagnostics, testing. They're not all uh, sending their, result, uh, their samples for results to hub labs. They're taking more control uh, of the diagnostic information they can get for, for their patients. And again, for the patient experience, you know, people are smart nowadays. They know exactly what can be achieved and what is available online in terms of information. So patients are now expecting more in the doctor's office you know, maybe uh, online through portals, uh, they know what can be achieved. So, yeah, uh, sticking to the age-old pathways and models that we've got isn't the way forward. It's it's embracing different ways of working that have been proven in other uh, sectors across the globe.
0: That's fascinating, the, the system you described there in Australia, because that's the sort of system that uh, we've been advocating with our partners, you know, really making use of digital technology to connect um, diagnostic tests to, for example, smartphones or other devices that can then send information straight away to um, clinicians that can, you know, diagnose a, a condition remotely and then can, you know, store that data and that data can then be used in future to map out, you know, all sorts of things whether it's, you know, spread of diseases, infections. So it's fascinating that a system like that is actually being used in Australia, driven by need and circumstance rather than, um, you know, any any planned uh, system as it, as it would be here. I think that's, that's fascinating. When you look at the point-of-care tests themselves then, because you've been involved in this sector now, you, you've said yourself for a, quite a long time, um, what kind of most excites you about the, the diagnostic tests that are coming through? Where's the innovation coming from?
1: Uh, the innovation, um, I would say, is, is in rapid diagnostics. So gone are the days of you know, just selecting a laboratory to send all of your tests to, because time is finite, obviously, uh, especially with um, the appointments uh, in GPs or urgent care centres and the capacity issues. You know, diagnostics need to be quicker, but also you need the um, accuracy and precision and you need the specificity, sensitivity of the assays. Those are vastly improved over the years. And I think where you had detractors of point of care use, that was based on the fact that the quality and maybe the performance wasn't there. Now we're seeing paper after paper come out that show that point of care diagnostics are either comparable or meets specific quality performance um, indicators uh, which mean that they can be used in a clinical setting Uh, so that is the shift now i'm seeing more uh, vendors uh, more r&d in those areas coming up with new approaches to the methodology so we're seeing miniaturization of pieces of equipment microfluidics we're seeing um, sensor biosensor technology come to the fore and there's a big move away from some of the traditional methodology that's always been used in uh, point-of-care testing, which meant that you needed a benchtop analyzer, or you needed a very, you know, cumbersome handheld device. And again, like I said earlier, uh, see expansion of the repertoire uh, of tests that are available that is really aligning itself with those chronic conditions and the most impactful acute conditions that need to be managed you know, within a very, very short space of time to get the best outcome for the patient.
0: Excellent stuff. Uh, Tony's been fascinating talking to you today. Um, thank you ever so much for joining us. I really, really appreciate it.
1: Uh, welcome, Darren. I look forward to seeing uh, your uh, guys at the event.
0: That's all from SonaCast this week. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to subscribe to make sure you don't miss future episodes. Also, make sure to follow us on social media to keep up to date with all the latest news and analysis from Team Sona. On Twitter, at Sona Nanotech, On LinkedIn just search for Sona Nanotech Inc and on Instagram Sona underscore Nanotech. Team Sona will be attending various industry events throughout 2019 including the Lateral Flow Course in San Diego, Medica in Dusseldorf and AACC in Anaheim where we will be recording future podcasts. If you'd like to be one of our special guests get in touch with us through any of our social media channels also, we would love to get your feedback on SonarCast, so please get in touch to let us know what you think or if you have any ideas for future guests or content.